all know a guy who only occasionally shaves for big occasions, and it's because that occasional shave really hurts. It's the time of year for big occasions, and yet there he is, suffering with that cheap drugstore razor. Let's help him out. Henson Shaving's line of razors, built with aerospace precision, deliver a smooth shave your dad, brother, and even son can enjoy, eventually. With replacement blades just 10 cents each, you'll buy it once, and they'll use it for life. How's that for the perfect gift? Celebrate with 100 free blades on your first purchase, and no subscription headaches. HensonShaving.com slash holiday. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Body of Christ Real Talk. Hola a todos. Bienvenidos a una verdadera charla sobre el cuerpo de Cristo. Thank you, thank you, thank you very much. Hello, hello, everybody. Thank you for that virtual crowd, and I thank you for that introduction for the show. My fiance, Christina Nemo Fu. Thank you for that. Welcome to Body of Christ Real Talk, another episode of Body of Christ Real Talk. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. And to all my night listeners, hello and welcome to the show. Welcome my USFA listeners and also my international listeners. I'd like to say thank you very much for downloading and listening to my show, giving my show a chance. Thank you very, very much. Okay, this is going to be my continuation on my Q&A I had with AI. Now, for the ones that's just tuning in to this show or even this topic, please, I recommend you to go back to the last few shows that I had about this topic, my conversation with AI, AI as an in artificial intelligence, for the one that understand the acronym, artificial, artificial intelligence. All right. So please go back and check out check out those shows. Now the last one I done was basically focused on the end times, you know, pertaining to what would be AI's role, or could be, or maybe, in the end times. End times as in uh, tribulation and the stuff like that before the second coming of Christ. Okay, what would be the audit? What could be a maybe now? That's what I messed up the last time when I said what will be. And then I explained in the last podcast, you cannot ask AI that because AI basically will tell you (laughs) that it doesn't predict the future. And it's not, you know, and that kind of uh, feedback or response, rather, or does not read minds. Remember, I was telling you, AI does not have a soul, does not have a spirit and anything like that. It just goes on the information that it uh, it collects, but it just does it faster than the human mind and faster than a lot of other machines and stuff that's out there. That's what AI does. Okay, so when you ask it a question, you have to be very specific and don't make it. In other words, let me give an example. If I ask AI, AI, what will uh, AI be doing in the tribulation? 
what things they would be doing evil. AI may, may come back and just say it does not predict the future, but it can give you an example what they are poss- what was possible for AI to do or what they may or what they could do. Okay. All right. Remember that. Now, another thing is about uh, when you're asking about a certain faith or a certain doctrine in the Bible, you know, as a believer, like just say specific the rapture, you know, could you give a definition on the rapture and what's the breakdown of rapture, how is that going to occur and when that's going to happen? If you ask that particular question, it will go back to, of course, First and Second Thessalonians and it will break down those scriptures and everything, but it will give you a world Christendom review of what each believer believes when the rapture is going to take place or what each different so-called believer Christians view on their take on the rapture. Okay, you might say, what do you mean by that, Joe? I mean, every church, every person that's in the church or the body of Christ denominations and worldwide has a different view of when the catching away of the church is going to take place, even to the point that some people don't believe there's going to be a rapture, or what some believers believe that there's not going to be a rapture. So it's different views how the church looks Christendom, and a lot of members of the body of Christ look look at the rapture. Remember, it's three views or ways, it's three views that Christendom or the church looks at the rapture. Some believe in the rapture that's called the pre-rapture. Like myself, I believe in pre-rapture. The pre-rapture means you believe that the rapture or the catching away is going to take place before the seven-year tribulation. Okay? Then you got the mid-rapture believers. They believe the rapture is going to take place somewhere three and a half years, the first three and a half years of the tribulation dinner. The rapture is going to get tucked up. So they do believe in the rapture, but they believe the rapture is going to take place in the middle of the tribulations before the return of Christ. The post or the ah, the ah, they call it, I don't know why, but the post one uh, believe, believe that uh, the church has to go through the whole tribulation which I find ridiculous, uh, but that's their belief. Uh, the seven-year tribulation, and then the church will go up, and they're looking at it as the same as almost the second coming or the resurrection of the kingdom. It's all confusing when it comes to the church going to the tribulation because, like I said earlier, there's no reason why the body of Christ had to go through to go through something that Israel was getting punished for because we're a new creature. We had nothing to do with that. So why would God put us through that and everything? He said there's no, there's no condemnation of wrath to the body of Christ. Okay, so those are the three views that Christendom looks at the rapture, you know, so it's different ways. That's the way AI is going to give you a broad view on how different Christendom looks at the rapture. It's not going to make it personal. It's not going to just fall on your view or what you believe. You know, unless, listen closely, unless you uh, ask AI, okay, this is what I believe. AI, could you could you get, do an essay, write an essay for me on what I believe about the rapture taking place? AI would do that. It would break it down outstanding gratefully. It would break it down. I know I have tested it. But if you just ask the view on 
the rapture, stuff like that. AI is going to give you all the views of what different Christians believe. Even when it's thinking of, you know, a controversial subjects like tongues, baptisms and stuff like that, it's not going to lean towards what you believe is going to give a broad view, which is fair. So if you want a personal belief of what you want AI to do, you got to make that specific that I want an essay on what this is what I believe about tongues. This is what I believe about uh, the rapture of the church. This is what I believe about tithing. This is what I believe about whatever that's pertaining to the Bible. You follow what I'm saying? So that's how AI will come back or AI the answers the AI will give you. you got to be specific because it doesn't you it doesn't go by favoritism. It doesn't have a personal soul or spirit. It doesn't have a favorite belief. Okay? That's what I mean by that. We all know a guy who only occasionally shaves for big occasions, and it's because that occasional shave really hurts. It's the time of year for big occasions, and yet there he is, suffering with that cheap drugstore razor. Let's help him out. Henson Shaving's line of razors, built with aerospace precision, deliver a smooth shave your dad, brother, and even son can enjoy, eventually. With replacement blades just 10 cents each, you'll buy it once, and they'll use it for life. How's that for the perfect gift? Celebrate with 100 free blades on your first purchase, and no subscription headaches. HensonShaving.com slash holiday okay i had to take a pause there i had uh someone came by and actually had to take a pause also if you notice it's a little quieter because i'm in a a better studio area than i was a couple of uh previous podcasts i was around something that the heater was loud it was like called basement (laughs) so that's why the, the sound and the quality it's a little better on this show. Hopefully I get a chance to just use this area more and more in the future because some areas are going to be different than others. And sometimes I like to let you guys know, and I apologize if you get that little uh, stuffy sound or whatever like that. It is hard to just, you know, stop every sound unless you got a real secluded studio sound uh, environment, but this one is a little better right here. It's very, it's, it's not perfect, but it's better than that last area I was at when I done my last uh, uh, podcast. Not the one before this, one, but my last one. Okay, AI intelligence. I was explaining for you if you are interested in AI. So let let me say this right quick. I know some people are petrified or scared of AI. They don't want to deal with computers or nothing when it comes to technology. A lot of believers are like that. Now explain uh, why we need to have some type of uh, uh, technology literacy, especially in these days, because it might it's coming to the point that the majority of the stuff that we deal with now is not manual. We have to learn something technical uh, to get by or advance, reason being, uh, even with jobs, it's coming to the point that they're going to uh, require you to know basic skills with computers. Not, you know, I don't know about that 25, 30 some a minute and typewriter stuff, but we beyond, we pass the typewriters. But know some type of technical skill to keep up with society. That's how fast knowledge has increased. You understand what I'm saying? And some people, I, I mentioned at the other time, are going to be left in the dark. They're going to be left behind. Believe I don't mean the rapture. I don't believe uh, left out of heaven or nothing like that. I'm talking about knowledge-wise. 
you're going to be left behind if you don't at least, you know, in my opinion, learn the basics. Even you got grandma and grandpas know somewhat of the basics of technology. That's all I'm saying. So you can't be afraid of it. And like I mentioned before, when the Bible talks talks about knowledge shall increase. Now, I don't believe God, when God talks about knowledge increasing and technology and stuff like that, in a sense, will increase. It's not only for the evildoers or the world. We need to take advantage of that, in a sense, for God's glory. You know, we need to increase our knowledge on what's going on around the world while we on this earth. We're not going to need it when we're in the heavenly places, but I'm talking about on this earth, we need to kind of uh, advance our knowledge in certain areas. We don't have to know one third of it, or we just need to know a little bit of it to keep up with the moving society when it comes to technology, okay? That's all I am saying. So some people don't want to deal with AI. That's okay. Some people don't deal with Alexa or Sirius or none of that stuff. That's okay. All right? I can understand that. I respect that. But don't don't assume everything is a demon <laughs> or it's evil spirit because all this stuff now could be used for good. Not only for the glory of God, but for advancing your knowledge, you know, preparation for different things, school, colleges, studying and stuff like that. You still can use this knowledge for that. Believers still go to school. Believers still go to college. You know, believers still go to trade schools and the the uh, the, invent, the the way that to get that knowledge now. Basically, you got a lot of remote learning now, and many people don't go to classes. So, what believers do? They use the computer. They have laptop, laptops. They have phones. They learn the events because that's the only way you're going to keep up. You know, that's the only way you're going to keep up. If you just an old fashioned going to the library. And digging up books, which a lot of people really don't do no more, unless they got the time and they are patients, which society today are very impatient, like myself. <laughs> they go to the library for stuff like that, but they have such technology. Most of it is free that you can get all that knowledge by Googling and stuff like that. And they have free online classes and all this stuff that you can, you know, advance your knowledge while you're here on Earth. You understand? <clears throat> Excuse me. You understand what I'm saying. So I'm going to get into all of that. But right now, you know, I, I can understand why people, believers uh, in particular, have a problem uh, with Alexa and Sirius and AI and stuff like that, you know. And I just want to put that out there. It's for each his own. I understand that. But don't get left behind. Behind. See, you might have to send in a certain bill. You might have to do this. And technology might be the fastest and only way to do it. You won't go snail mail. A lot of things is not snail mail no more. Snail mail ass is mailing things off. It's email. It's Gmail. It's technology now. You have to keep up with it now. And God wants us to keep up with it, not stay in the hole, in our spiritual hole. We have to keep up with it for good, not evil. I shouldn't have to tell you that, okay? If you use these things for evil, yes. See, in the tribulation period, you ain't going to have no other choice because, you know, I believe a lot of stuff going to be spirit control, even robots and AI and everything like that is going to be somewhat controlled. But I'm talking about now. 
to help you understand and get prepared. Your knowledge, knowledge increasing in the last days also mean knowledge of everyone. If you allow it and if you learn it, it's okay for believers knowledge to increase, to keep up with what's going on. For first of all, the glory of God, to get his word out, to get uh, studying and everything else. Prepare yourself. You know, the Holy Spirit is the only one to do the spiritual things within you and help you grow spiritually. Okay, so I don't want you to think I'm saying it's taking over the whole. No, no, no. I'm just saying it's just like you when you go to school. Uh, Christians still need to go to school. Christians still need to learn. So sometimes these tech technology helps us if you use it in a good way. Okay, that's why it depends whose hands is in. It's in AI. See, it depends whose hands is in. You know, on how you use this technology. And I told you how I use it and why I use it for dictionary, recyclopedia, for information and stuff like that. That's what I use AI for, for now, or, you know, how to, um, how to do a proposal, how to, uh, uh, break down a proposal when I'm trying to uh, look at a house or whatever like that for real estate. That's what I use for to help me and stuff like that, you know, certain words, certain definitions, certain terms. Okay. All right. Let's get into this. Now, what I'm going to talk about right now, and I want to say this one more time, you probably tired of me hearing that, but this just to remind you, AI does not have a spirit or a soul. AI uses we when it's talking about whatever, it uses we a lot. And I looked at it this way. AI is using we not because it's a Christian <laughs> or it's a believer, you know, but if you don't know any better, you know, what's going on, you would think AI is saying that AI is a Christian. You have some people might go out there and say, man, this thing is so sophisticated. Even a robot could become a Christian now. And there's no way that can happen. I'm going to let you know that now. See, <laughs> God deal with humans, not robots. Okay. Satan will use that five spirits, I really believe, in the last days during the tribulation. God do not use robots. Satan can manipulate it. God don't need to manipulate it or use a robot to sell. Baby. Robots don't go, don't go to heaven. Okay. Robots are machine. God deals in reality. Humans. He's the creator. He's not the creator of robots. He's the creator of humans and other species and creatures, not robots. They don't have a mind. They don't have a soul. So believers don't get caught up in thinking that uh, 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 AI can become a Christian. Now, this is the flip side and the dangerous part of that. These things, I believe, could become so advanced. You can teach a robot the definition on how to act like a Christian and put certain things in the machine and make them talk and walk like a Christian, but he would never have eternal security because he's just a machine. You understand what I'm saying? You understand what I'm saying? Now, even though AI cannot become a believer or a Christian because it's just a machine. It's not a human that God created. Man made robots. Man made machines, not God. Okay? Man made machines. See? So, therefore, what AI can do, it can break down definitions the best way it can about what the Bible is saying, but it will never have the knowledge spiritually to supernaturally be spirit-filled with the Holy Spirit to, divide, to guide them. That's why I was talking about we have the advantage when it comes to that. 
not worldly knowledge and information, but godly wisdom and supernatural wisdom because we have the Holy Spirit. That's something AI cannot do. That's what happened when I was talking with AI Bard when it came to the rapture and stuff like that. I was looking at it in a spiritual discernment way. AI was looking at it in a, uh, what you would say, philosophical, worldly way of lifting up things and knowledge and everything like that. So therefore, AI won't get that. It can try to give you a definition what being filled with the spirit is, but it would never have an understanding. Only a real human and a believer can get that type of discernment from the Holy Spirit, not AI. You, you understand what I'm saying? I wanted to get that out there because I don't want Christians to be getting ridiculous because believe me, AI is going to advance that we won't be able to comprehend it. The knowledge of AI is almost unlimited when it comes to worldly knowledge, not godly knowledge, but worldly knowledge. So if you can get your hands on that and use it for good, it can go a long way. And you get your hands on it and use it for evil, it can also go a long way. And I think in the last day, it's going to be predominantly used for evil. That's my opinion. That's my opinion in the last days. Okay, now let's get right into this. This is my Q&A uh, I had with uh, one of the AIs, which is Chatbox, uh, about a question I asked about Peter and Paul. So I'm going to get into that right quick. And I won't, I'm going to break down uh, uh what do I want to say? This is, I'm having fun with this. You know why? Because of the way AI relates uh, to the question when you ask or how you ask. Remember, I explained that because it don't have no discernment. It, you know, the Bible is specific when you connect the dots. What do you mean by that? The Bible lets you know we learn how to connect the dots of what's for now, what's for today, what God is saying to certain people. It don't go around and say it's for everybody or everybody just have to just disagree and we need to learn to disagree when it comes to the word of God. No. God's word is specific. If it's for a certain group, God's means, uh, God means it for that group. If it's for the Gentiles, God means it for the Gentiles. If it's for the Jews, God means it for the Jews. If God is talking about pagans, when it comes to sound doctrine, whether it's the kingdom doctrine or the grace doctrine, when you learn, listen carefully, how to connect the dots and rightly divide them, you will come up when God is talking to a specific group or person, not everybody the same way. That's why salvation is not the same through the Bible. See? But this is what the world, most of the churches or Christendom conclusion comes to. You know, that's why they get so confused and they mix the kingdom of heaven gospel and the gospel of the grace of God together. Therefore, they will say it's one gospel, but they are using two gospels. AI can kind of come to that same solution because they don't want to show favoritism over one than the other. That's the difference, okay? So let me give an example. Let's do this. I hope you understand what I'm saying. All right. All right. All right. For example, these are already done. I asked these questions already in advance, and I'm going to read it, uh, AI's Reply, then I'm gonna break it down. I'm giving and give you uh evaluation of what I think 
what's going on here, okay? Uh, after I broke down all that explanation to you uh, about rightly dividing, what's the issue is, okay? Now, this is the question I asked uh, AI. Okay, AI, do Peter and Paul preach the same gospel? Very straightforward. Do Peter and Paul preach the same gospel? This is the uh, answer that AI gave me. Peter and Paul both preached the gospel of Jesus Christ. Now, I read this. I gave you a preview on this the other day. I'm just going back over it again, so don't think I forgot. I gave you a preview on this. So let me go over this because it's three questions I asked them. Then I'm going to end it. Peter and Paul both preached the gospel of Jesus Christ, but they had slightly different emphasis and perspective. You notice AI says slightly. We all know a guy who only occasionally shaves for big occasions, and it's because that occasional shave really hurts. It's the time of year for big occasions, and yet there he is, suffering with that cheap drugstore razor. Let's help him out. Henson Shaving's line of razors, built with aerospace precision, deliver a smooth shave your dad, brother, and even son can enjoy, eventually. With replacement blades just 10 cents each, you'll buy it once, and they'll use it for life. How's that for the perfect gift? Celebrate with 100 free blades on your first purchase, and no subscription headaches. HensonShaving.com slash holiday. We made USAA insurance for veterans like James. When he found out how much USAA was helping members save, he said, it's time to switch. We'll help you find the right coverage at the right price. USAA. What you're made of, we're made for. Restrictions apply. Okay, let's, let's, he says slightly. It was more than slightly, believe me, but this is AI. You're being very careful. (laughs) Slightly different emphasis and perspective. Peter was one of the 12 apostles who had been with Jesus during his earthly ministry, and his preaching focused on the importance of repentance, faith, and obedience to Jesus as the Messiah and Lord. That's all true, correct? Now, Paul, on the other hand, was an apostle who had not known Jesus personally. That's also true. He met Jesus spiritually during his earthly ministry but had encountered him in a vision on the road to Damascus. Paul's preaching emphasized the grace of God and the significance of faith in Jesus Christ and the means of salvation. So this is the definition and breakdown that AI, uh, getting all this knowledge and stuff in the word of God and different beliefs and stuff like that, okay? Sounds pretty good, correct? Now, let me continue. Now, despite these differences in emphasis, Peter and Paul were in agreement on the essential elements of the gospel message. I'm going to go back to that. That Jesus Christ is the Son of God who came to save humanity from sin and death and he died on the cross for our sins. Yes, there was an agreement on that. Correct, AI. Continuing. And that he rose from the dead on the third day. Both of them really agreed on that. Peter a little later. Okay, but they did agree on that on the long run. Both Peter and Paul preached this message with great fervor and conviction, and their teachings continue to inspire and guide Christians today. Now, that's why I left off there. Now, let me tell you what the uh, error is in this. All right. When it says both Peter and Paul preached this message, what message? The death, burial, resurrection of Jesus Christ fervently. Now, if you know the Bible and you listen to my teachings or other teachers, you will understand Peter, even though he preached the death, burial, resurrection, it wasn't for salvation. Remember, I said that it wasn't for salvation. It was for an indictment 
against the Jews by killing their Messiah. This Jesus that you killed, he rose again for the sins of the people. You killed your Messiah. You killed your king. So when Peter preached it, it was for an indictment against Israel, the Jews. When Peter, whenever Peter preached the death, burial, resurrection, when Paul preached the death, res, uh, burial, and resurrection, it was for salvation for the Gentiles and everybody else on how to be saved. You see, there's two different ways they use this. But according to AI, it says their teachings continue to inspire and guide Christians today. It's true and false. Okay, let me tell you what I mean by that. I hope I'm not getting going too fast of ahead of you. All right. AI does not rightly divide the two Gospels. This is one way of showing it. Because when it says uh, Jesus died for our sins, and the third day, both Peter and Paul preached this message with great fervor. Now, great fervor doesn't mean they preached it for the same reason or was looking for the same outcome. One preached it for indictment against his own people. The other preached it for salvation for the Gentiles and the world. You get that. And their teachers continue to aspire and guide Christians today. Now, if you read that, it sounds like either or they was preaching the same thing, which they wasn't, even a death, burial, resurrection. So I got to tell you why AI is not rightly divided. You know, okay, this is the second question. Write an essay on the difference between the gospel of the kingdom of heaven versus the gospel of the grace of God. This is the question I ask AI again. Write it, please. Could you please write an uh, essay on the difference between the gospel of the kingdom of heaven versus the gospel of the grace of God? Check out this answer. Very interesting. Now, this is AI response. The gospel of the kingdom of heaven and the gospel of the grace of God are both important aspects of the Christian faith, but they emphasize different aspects of the message of salvation. Okay? Now, Without uh, thinking I'm cherry picking, I want you to understand when it says the gospel of the kingdom of heaven and the gospel of the grace of God are both important aspects of the Christian faith. Okay. Now, remember, even though both of them use the term Christian, Christian is only used in the Bible three times. So you know what I feel about that. Christian will only only use in the Bible three times. So I want you to understand it's talking about the Christian faith. What is the Christian faith? Salvation of their belief, correct? So what AR is saying, both Gospels are important aspects of the Christian faith, their belief, whether it's from the kingdom or the, uh, the grace program, which is correct. But they emphasize different aspects of the message of salvation. Now, keep your thoughts on, uh, but they emphasize different aspects of the message of salvation. In other words, it's two different ways they present salvation. Is that true? Yes, that's true. It's two different ways. Okay, let me continue. Now it's going to break down what he means. Now, the gospel of the kingdom of heaven, kingdom of heaven as preached by Jesus and his disciples emphasize the coming of God's kingdom and the need for repentance and obedience. This gospel focuses on the idea that God's kingdom has come near and that people should turn away from their sins and submit themselves to the rule of God. Jesus often used parables and other illustrations to explain what the kingdom of heaven was like. 
and how people could enter it. He emphasized the importance of loving God with all one's heart, soul, mind, and strength, and loving one's neighbor as oneself. He sure did. But remember, I said it's other things Jesus emphasized about the kingdom as well besides that. But I'm not going to, you know, go with that. All right, you know, I'm not. I'm not discrediting that. That is true. Okay, continuing. The gospel of the grace of God, now this is Paul's gospel, as preached by the Apostle Paul, emphasizes the idea that salvation is a free gift from God, given by grace through faith in Jesus Christ. First of all, do you see anything else? No? Now, what how the salvation of the grace of God is presented as a free gift from God, given by grace through faith in Jesus Christ. This gospel focuses on the fact that people are saved not by their own efforts or good works, but by the grace of God. This is so true. Through faith in Jesus Christ. Paul emphasized that salvation was available to all people, which is true, regardless of their background or ethnicity, and that it was not something that could be earned or deserved. On the nail, both of them hit the two different types of gospels on the head, the gospel of the kingdom of heaven and the gospel of the grace of God. Remember, these are two different gospels now. I'm saying this on purpose. So you're gonna, I'm going to go back and you're going to see why I teach the way I teach. Because these are two different gospels, two different ways to be saved. The kingdom of heaven gospel and the gospel of the grace of God. Now let me continue. This is AI uh, outlook on this. While the gospel of the kingdom of heaven emphasizes the need for repentance and obedience, the gospel of the grace, so not only, not, I'm going to add something to this, not only did the gospel of the kingdom of heaven emphasize the repentance, but what else? Water baptism also, and then you would be filled with the Holy Spirit of promise. See, AI for some reason left that out, but I'm just adding that in so you know what the real format of the kingdom of heaven salvation is. Believing in Jesus, repenting for the remission of your sins, present sins, not all sins, but present sins, and then you will be baptized in water and you will be filled with the Holy Spirit. That's the format, traditional format for being saved under the gospel of the kingdom of heaven program. Okay, so let me continue. Now, the gospel of the grace of God emphasizes the free gift of salvation that is available to all who believe. Why would AI say all? Now, see, let me go back again. While the gospel of the kingdom of heaven emphasizes the need for repentance and obedience, the gospel of obedience, it is said to all. Notice it's about the kingdom. It didn't say to all. The reason being, no matter how you look at the Bible, even technology, AI, it does not say anything about all people when it comes to the kingdom. Unless it was proselyted. He was proselyted. So very few uh, Gentiles was proselyted. But it was mainly for Israel. See, I'm adding this too because AI is not putting it there. You know, then it talks about the gospel of the grace of God emphasizes the free gift of salvation that is available to all who believe. See the difference? This is incredible. Listen, both aspects of the gospel are important. And together they provide a complete picture of the message of salvation. The gospel of the kingdom of heaven reminds us of the importance of living <clears throat> a life of obedience to God, while the gospel of the grace of God reminds us that salvation is a free gift that we cannot earn or deserve. You have to look at the what AI is putting there. See, if you look at it carefully and you uh, you distinguish the two 
gospels. They are different. One was conditional. You have to be obedient. You have to do this. You have to do this. The other one just a freak of that faith. Again, in, in this paragraph, two different ways of salvation of the gospel. Let me continue to go. Now, this is the conclusion that gets me. AI's conclusion is the gospel of the kingdom of heaven and the gospel of the grace of God are both important aspects of the Christian faith. While they emphasize different aspects of the message of salvation, they work together to provide a complete picture of the message of salvation. That's the error that AI makes. That's the error that AI makes, okay? By not rightly dividing them. See, he's putting them together like they can be used today, both of them. It's almost just say it's two ways to be saved, either from the salvation message today. Let's read this again. In conclusion, the gospel of the kingdom of heaven and the gospel of the grace of God are both important aspects of the Christian faith. True. While they emphasize different aspects of the message of salvation. True. They work together to provide a complete picture of the message of salvation. Untrue. False. Joe, what do you mean? Because the two Gospels are not working together today. There's only one Gospel. You see, this is part of connecting and that's the only way you will know that if you learn how to rightly divide God's Word with study. You will know God is not using both Gospels at the same time. One was for time past. It's going to come back in the future. One is for us today under the Apostle Paul. You see what I'm saying? They do not work together. But this is what I was talking about. The church Christendom and the world church thinks the same thing. That's why they mix it and they interchangeably talk about both. They believe they can be saved by faith, but they also add works. The kingdom gospel. That's the confusion that Satan has in all these denominations. You understand what I'm saying? What AI conclusion AI comes up with? The majority of Christendom comes up with the same answer and conclusion. Interesting. <laughs> Let me continue reading. I asked AI the third question. Please, Could you please give me an essay on the Kingdom of Heaven program was under the law, while the Gospel of Grace program was not under the law. One was works and the other was grace, faith alone. This is a tough question I thought I could throw out AI, you know. Question again, the Kingdom of Heaven program was under the law, while the Gospel of Grace program was not under the law. One was works and the other was great faith alone. Remember, the Kingdom of Heaven program was taught by first coming in John the Baptist and John Jesus came on the scene that Jesus preached the Kingdom of Heaven over 35 times in the book of Matthew because the book of Matthew is portraying him as King, the Messiah. Then he taught this to his disciples and told them to preach the same thing. Okay, so that's what the kingdom of heaven program is Jesus' earthly ministry. All right, so therefore, the kingdom of heaven program was under the law, while the gospel of grace uh, program was not under the law. One was works, and the other was grace through faith alone. This is AI's breakdown and answer. The kingdom of heaven program and the gospel of grace program are two distinct phases in God's plan for the redemption of humanity. See, AI cannot even get away, even though it, tried, it seems like it's trying to put them together. It cannot get away of showing that there are two different Gospels. Even the church finds a hard time seeing it. AI can see that, but most of the church cannot. 
We all know a guy who only occasionally shaves for big occasions, and it's because that occasional shave really hurts. It's the time of year for big occasions, and yet there he is, suffering with that cheap drugstore razor. Let's help him out. Henson Shaving's line of razors, built with aerospace precision, deliver a smooth shave your dad, brother, and even son can enjoy, eventually. With replacement blades just 10 cents each, you'll buy it once, and they'll use it for life. How's that for the perfect gift? Celebrate with 100 free blades on your first purchase, and no subscription headaches. HensonShaving.com slash holiday we made usaa insurance to help you save take advantage of discounts when you cover your home and your ride discover how we're helping members save at usaa.com slash bundle restrictions apply the kingdom of heaven program and the gospel of the grace of grace of god program are two distinct phases in god's plan two means two not one right two means two not one I don't care if you say it in Spanish or any other language. Two means two. Okay. For the redemption of humanity. Correct. The kingdom of heaven program was under the law and was based on works. You heard that? Listen again. The kingdom of heaven program was under the law and was based on works. While the gospel of the grace program is not under the law and is based on grace and faith alone. Now, all this I read, it comes up with the same thing. Even AI cannot cannot put them as the same. It's almost it's impossible if you're paying attention. It's almost it's. I'm gonna put it this way. Let's fail to say it before. The only reason, if you don't see how simple this is, once you see it, the two differences is because you're doing it on purpose and you refuse to believe it. That's that's the only reason because it's you just refuse. Uh, to believe it because you stuck on your traditional denominational belief because it's, it's just simple. So even this intelligence can see that it's two different gospels. Now, separating in the end times, that's what the AI have a problem with. Just the church, let's continue. The kingdom of heaven program was inaugurated by God through his covenant with Israel, correct, which was established at Mount Sinai. Now, who did it say? The kingdom of heaven program was inaugurated by God through his covenant with Israel, not the world. It says Israel specifically, the nation, not nations plural, not the world, but Israel. Remember that, which was established at Mount Sinai. The covenant was based on the law, which God gave to Israel through Moses. The law was a set of rules, regulations that governed every aspect of Israel's life. Let me read that again. The law was a set of rules and regulations that governed every aspect of Israel's life, not the Gentiles, not the world, okay? Including their worship, their relationships with one another, and their relationship with God. The law required obedience and adherence to its commands, and those who failed to keep it were subject to punishment. I'm going to get back to that. Now, this is under the kingdom program for Israel. You just heard that. Now, Continuing, the Kingdom of Heaven program was focused on Israel and their relationship with God. Here we go again. On who? Focus on who? Israel. Let's read that again. The Kingdom of Heaven program was focused on Israel and their relationship with God. It was a program that was based on works, where people earned their salvation through obedience to the law. Now, how do people get saved? They have to earn it. By what? Their obedience to what? The law. Okay, the program was limited to Israel 
Listen to this. The program was limited to who? Israel, not the world. And it was intended to prepare them for the coming of the Messiah. How plainly could you get that? This is all in your Bible, especially the King James. See, other translations, you're not really going to get this connection in most of them. But the King James Bible, that's the only way I believe you can connect these dots. Some things is just made plainly in the translation. So a lot of times it's just you just refuse to accept it. It ain't just you can't find it and you don't see it. You just do not want it. You purposely don't accept it. Okay, let's continue. Now let's get into the gospel of the grace of God. The gospel of the grace program, on the other hand, is not under the law and is based on grace and faith alone. Okay, it was inaugurated by God through the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ. This is after the cross. Okay, and it is available to all people. Remember? Now we're talking about all people. This salvation of the gospel of grace under the Apostle Paul is available to all people, all nations, all kindreds, okay? Regardless of their ethnicity or background, the gospel of grace program is based on the idea that salvation is a free gift. It says idea, okay? The gospel of grace program is based on the idea that salvation is a free gift from God, given by grace through faith in Jesus Christ. Then it makes the differences, Unlike the Kingdom of Heaven program, which was focused on works, the Gospel of Grace program is based on faith alone. Faith in Jesus, I put it alone there. AI just says faith. Faith in Jesus Christ is the only requirement for salvation. Let's say it, read this again. Faith in Jesus Christ is the only requirement for salvation. Let me read this again. Under Paul's grace, I mean Gospel, under this our salvation. Faith in Jesus Christ is the only requirement for salvation. Continue reading, Joan. And it is not something that can be earned or deserved through works. The gospel of grace program is not limited to Israel. Let me read that again. The gospel of grace program is not limited to Israel. Let me read this one more time. The gospel of grace program is not limited to Israel. Israel, like the kingdom program is, but it is available to all, all again, who believe, who believe in Jesus Christ. And I'm going to add this of what he did. Okay. But I'm, for clarity, let me just say what the AI is saying, but it's available to all who believe in Jesus Christ. Now, let's listen to this conclusion. This is the issue when you don't rightly divide, even AI. And conclusion. The Kingdom of Heaven program was under the law and was based on works, while the Gospel of Grace program was not under the law and is based on grace and faith alone. Let me read that over. The Kingdom of Heaven program was under the law and was based on works, while the Gospel of the Grace program is not under the law and is based on grace and faith alone. The Kingdom of Heaven program was focused on Israel and their relationship with God. It's very important for believers to see and understand that'll help you in how to, uh, to differentiate the two gospels or programs. The kingdom of heaven program was focused on Israel and their relationship with God. Wow. The gospel of the grace of God program is available to all people, regardless of the ethnicity or background. Okay. 
Both programs are important aspects of God's plan for the redemption of humanity, which is true, but this ending is what gets me. And they work together to provide a complete picture of the message of salvation. Error. Everything else is correct, but when it comes to conclusion, it comes to the same thing. They work together. No, they do not work together. They work separately. Both of them work. Let me get this out there. Both of them are a way of salvation. One is conditional, one is what worked, and one is just faith alone. They work well. They both are inaugurated by God. One to the 12 apostles, one to one apostle, and the later apostles that follow him, but just say one apostle, Apostle Paul. But they don't work together today to provide a complete picture of the message of God. Complete picture is only one of them. And it's not both of them are the message of salvation. Conclusion, that's it. End. You, 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 I, this fascinates me. Reason being is, I don't care if you are unbeliever or atheist. Let me go as far as just saying you are atheist. You are an atheist and don't believe in Christianity of none of that or uh, the believer or whatever. An atheist can read the Bible because you don't need a spiritual definition to understand, you know, the difference between the kingdom of heaven program and the gospel of the grace program. I'm going to say something. Listen to me close. You don't need the infilling of the Holy Spirit to understand the difference between the kingdom of heaven and the uh, kingdom of, uh, and the gospel of the grace program because it's spelled out plainly. It doesn't take a spiritual awakening to understand that. It's clear as day. There's two differences. See, there's two differences. You follow when I say God made it simple for even an unsaved person to understand that. There's two different gospels. There are two different programs. Now, the spiritual aspects the Holy Spirit sealed in you will give you the spiritual discernment and insight on the more spiritual things and the mystery. See, that's when you need the Holy Spirit with the mystery because the unsaved cannot comprehend the deep things of a spiritual understanding of the Holy Spirit. Yes, you need the Holy Spirit for that and the only way you get that is by being a believer under the grace program, but plainly telling you the two differences, you don't need the Holy Spirit to tell you that. That's why I said even a somewhat of a little kid can read that and understand it, that, wow, there are two different ways of salvation. That's my point. That's my point. Even a worldly person can look at this and see that. What's the deal with the body of Christ or what believers? So, I'm kind of agreeing with Les Felder was saying that the, the only, you there's two reasons. I'm going to give you the benefit of that you don't believe. you spiritually blind by Satan uh, and, uh, because of denominational traditional beliefs, or you just refuse to believe it. So you rather take a certain belief in your denominational or traditional belief over what the word of God is saying, even though it's right there in your face. 
you we were told that or made to believe a lot of times not purposely because they was taught that made to believe uh in a sense that you know the whole Bible, the whole way, the way to get, be saved is the same through the Bible. It's the same. We are the new Israel. We are replacement Israel. So we was brought up, not saying replacement theology back then. I didn't even heard of that growing up in church. But I was always taught to believe that everything in the Bible was meant for a person that was saved, period. I didn't know about the separation. I didn't know it was two programs. Back then, I didn't know it was two Gospels. I did not know that back then. See? So it's easy when you don't know it and you get told some way to think that Acts 2.38 and uh, 1 Corinthians 15.1-4 or other scriptures pertaining different ways of salvation all comes together. So you can use it interchangeably or two different ways. I did not know how much of an issue or a problem that God has with that. I did not know that then because it was not taught. Because they did not know it. Because they did not know it. I'm so much into this, man. I'm holding up one phone in my hand and talking through that, but it's the wrong phone. <laughs> okay. But if you didn't understand what I'm saying, what I was just saying, what I was saying is... <clears throat> When we was growing up, let me speak for myself because I like to put myself out there for myself because everybody probably it depends what type of church you was, you was brought up in. We were just taught that the, everything in the Bible was for you. Let me just put it plain. It was for us, even salvation. So it was used different ways. So I can see why there's so many different ways people say you could be saved. See? That's why man's come up with so many traditional man-made prayers like the sinner's prayer that's not in the Bible and all that stuff. The Lord's Prayer. What Lord's Prayer are you talking about? They get confused about the Lord's Prayer. They make up for everybody even though that wasn't the Lord's Prayer. If you want to really know how the Lord prayed, go to John 17. That is the Lord's Prayer. He was talking to the Father. But God so loved the world that he gave his own. No, let's see. Our Father, which I'm saying the wrong one. Our Father, which out in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come. It's not the Lord's prayer. See, you can see the confusion now. And that's all in most in Christendom. We used to go to bed every night, get no nine was any, because we was told and say the Lord's prayer, even though it had nothing to do with us. That was a prayer of showing Israel what they must do to get prepared for the coming tribulation prayers. When he said, give us this day our daily bread, that what they was going to be, they was going to have to need a prayer like that for God to miraculously, like you done back in the wilderness with the quail and the manna. He's going to do that again. He's going to have to feed them daily because of the persecution and the food shortages and the taking away and stuff like that. So God is going to have to feed them miraculously like he done back then because of the persecutions of the Antichrist and stuff like that going to be a one world government they're going to have to be miraculously brought through again by God through the tribulation so he's going to have to provide them daily bread thou kingdom has come thou will be done on earth just like it is in heaven see that's Israel's prayer about their reign on earth 
not going to heaven. They always look forward to their new millennium king on earth. You follow what I'm saying? So it's so much confusion when you think you are replacement Israel. You mix the gospels together. There are two programs. Why? Let me use this as an example, then I'm going to let you go. Why would God use a different person to preach the same gospel? Why would he go through all that to convert Paul and tell Paul, you're going to suffer for me and teach him, send him up to Arabia for three years to give him a hidden miss. If it's the same, see, hidden and foretold, it's not the same. Let me say this again. A hidden mystery, mystery means secret. And what was prophesied are different. One was foretold. One was told to Israel what was going to be. One was never thought was never thought of in man or was never told to anyone else. Why? How could they be preaching the same gospel when, oh man, help me, Lord. The whole God, if they was teaching the same gospel, God would not have to use somebody different like Paul. He was he will continue it with Peter and the twelve. If it was the same gospel, we all know a guy who only occasionally shaves for big occasions, and it's because that occasional shave really hurts the time of year for big occasions, and yet there he is, suffering with that cheap drugstore razor. Let's help him out. Henson Shaving's line of razors, built with aerospace precision, deliver a smooth shave your dad, brother, and even son can enjoy, eventually. With replacement blades just 10 cents each, you'll buy it once, and they'll use it for life. How's that for the perfect gift? Celebrate with 100 free blades on your first purchase, and no subscription headaches. Hensonshaving.com slash holiday. We made USAA insurance for veterans like James. When he found out how much USAA was helping members save, he said, It's time to switch. We'll help you find the right coverage at the right price. USAA. What you're made of, we're made for. Restrictions apply. Let me say this again. God, if he was using Paul to preach the same message as uh, Peter, Acts 2 and 38, gospel message to the world, he will continue with one of them or all the 12. He wouldn't have to use somebody different because that's who he was using at first, the 12, right? And they supposed to have went out to the world and preach what? The kingdom of the gospel, the kingdom of the kingdom, <laughs> the kingdom of heaven gospel, the gospel of the kingdom of heaven, which was the first plan before their faith and their disobedience. So God changed over to the Gentiles. They suppose that was a that was a a purposed plan, a pre-planned uh way they suppose went out to the world with the kingdom gospel, even to the Gentiles after they went through uh Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and all that. The format. Okay. The Gentiles and the nations supposed to be last with the kingdom gospel, but they never made it out of Jerusalem. They're disobedience. And God had to put them to blindness. He had to postpone them after Acts 7, stoning of Stephen. Okay, Acts 7, remember that. So during Paul's persecution of the kingdom program, he was persecuting the kingdom program, which was the church of the way. It wasn't Christians. Christians, that name came later, but it was the believers, the church of the way. Out of ignorance, Paul was persecuting the kingdom church because the body of Christ wasn't around, body of Christ wasn't in existence yet. 
It was the kingdom church. The grace church wasn't in existence yet. So Paul was a uh, Saul then. He was Saul then. His Jewish name was persecuting the kingdom church. So when God blinded him on the road to Damascus, you know, from the letter he got to go persecuting everything, you know, uh, Jesus told him, Paul, Paul, Saul, Saul, he said. Then he told him what he would have Saul to do. For now on, you're going to go out to the Gentiles. It's mainly explained later on down the line, X. But you told Saul, I'm going to use you to go out to the Gentiles. You're going to suffer for me. See? That's when he sent Saul, Ananias, and everything. His, uh, the, uh, his blindness was opened up. He went to Ananias, and he went out to Arabia for three years. Galatians 1 and, and all that breaks that down very clearly. If you want to go through the Bible, you know, I might miss some things. Then he sent Saul out to the Gentiles with a different message for the Gentiles. Why a different message? Because the message of the kingdom was only for Israel who was under a covenant. Those rules and conditions was only for Israel under the kingdom program. Rules, regulations, tigers, signs, and wonders and miracles, that was under the kingdom program. Listen carefully. Under the kingdom program. So when God sent Saul over, he used still some signs and wonders, but it was transforming. It was transitioning to show Israel that God is now moving on Gentiles and he's leaving them. He's postponing their uh, kingdom. So when they seen, especially in Acts 10, the Holy Spirit came upon Cornelius, the Italian Roman, which was a Gentile. First time this ever, ever happened. The Jews were shocked. Why they were shocked? Because it never happened to nobody but Jews. When they heard them speaking in their own language, Peter and them knew that God was now transitioning to the Gentiles with a different message. They, he didn't know completely because it was never told to him. It was only explained to Paul, and Paul explained it to them later. Okay? They had a fellowship. They had a meeting about that. You follow what I'm saying? He also gave Peter a hint. Peter was an apostle to go to the Gentiles or the first one to preach the grace message. Peter never preached the grace message, but God was letting him know this is going to be a transition by showing him the four, the four different type of animals was representing Gentile nations, certain animals that the Jewish uh, Israel was not allowed to eat. In Acts 10, that was just a picture, in a, 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 a visual picture of Gentiles that the Gentiles is now, God is transitioning to the Gentiles with a different message that doesn't pertain it doesn't matter what they eat or anything like that. That was the message to let them know. That's why Peter refused to do that because under the covenant you could not eat certain type of foods and meats. But God was showing them whatever I made do not call unclean. Remember Peter called it unclean therefore do not call the Gentiles unclean no more because according to what's going on, I'm paraphrasing now, God is sending you to, God is going to send Paul, not Peter, he was just giving Peter to let him know there will be a transition, but he won't be the one going to the Gentiles. It was going to be Saul, which is going to become Paul in Acts 13, see, to go out to the Gentiles. And that was just a picture of Gentiles. Don't have, they don't have restrictions on what they can eat. That was only for Jews. That was one of God's reasons why he gave Peter that vision. Things are finna change now. Gentiles was never under covenant. Gentiles never had any promises from God. Gentiles was foreigners. Remember Ephesians? 
They was outside of the covenant, according to Ephesians. They was foreigners and strangers, according to the book of Ephesians. Okay? So, therefore, God sent uh, Paul out there with a different message. Remember, God said to do what? According to Romans, to make Jen Israel. This message is so beautiful and so uh, so wonderful that it will make Israel jealous. That's why God said to make Israel jealous. Why would it make them jealous? Because their gospel was strict. They could never fulfill the law. The 613 laws, let alone the Ten Commandments. No man was able to do that, so they had to keep sacrificing. They kept messing up. They had to keep repenting and had to keep doing all that stuff for their sins to get cleansed. See, that's what will make them jealous because the grace message is much, much better and with better promises. The grace program, you get to go to heaven. They don't get to go to heaven, but they will have a heaven on earth, which is beautiful, but they don't get to go to the heavenly places. That's why God said that to make them jealous. See, you, you follow what I'm saying now. Two different type of gospels. Okay. All right. You got that? I'm going to end that with that because I can know I can get very long-winded. I'm going to continue. Uh, and I hope you got something out of this when it comes to AI. Now, basically what I can do, I don't know if I'm going to do that. I might uh, get into something else. But why I'm doing this little light Bible study on Bible Christ Real Talk because I really want people to understand the Bible. To give a person that's not saved a chance from all the other junk they've been hearing that's been keeping away from church buildings or being saved is what's really going on in the word of God. And that will open their eyes more. It's, oh, wow. So they don't expect all that weight anymore. They can understand that they was caught up and told mostly how to be saved through the kingdom gospel with conditions and works and stuff like that. And all this other stuff they seen with the, the talking and these crazy glossolian and all this other stuff and like that. That's why a lot of believers, especially in the, uh, the black churches and some of the lower poor white churches was brought up in Pentecostal, Southern Baptist and charismatic type of churches. Uh, uh, the black churches and the poor white churches, you know, yes, whites too. And the Latino churches was brought up that way in those type of type of believing even today. I put I, I, I said those three groups specifically, those three ethnicities, because the majority of them, I believe, is, is dominated by Pentecostal and charismatic ways of teaching and believing, which is predominantly the kingdom of heaven program. You, you follow what I'm saying? OK. All right. Now, I want to leave you with this. I hope you get something out of this. Because this is Bible teaching, light. <laughs> what do you mean by that? That's mean I'm not teaching a verse by verse the word of God like I do on Connecting the Dots and what others do on Connecting the Dots, which is my Bible teaching program. This station is for everyone. So it's not no deep spiritual teaching. It's common sense teaching of how to rightly divide or understanding differences in the Bible that may, and hopefully you can want to just say, I want to know Jesus more. I really want to know this Jesus because you never heard this before about there are two different programs. What you need to understand is not, you don't need to find a church building I'm talking about. You need to be part of the church. And I don't mean building, I mean the body of Christ. And you need to be 
uh, uh, told or taught how to come into the knowledge of the truth and sound doctrine for today. That way, once you understand that, you will be more freer and more uh, open to reading the whole Bible, which we must do. We read the whole Bible no matter what. We know there's, we're not in every book in the Bible. You're going to know that you're not in the majority of the book of the Bible. You know you can take certain, certain principles and apply them for you today. You will know that. You will know that the gospel of the grace of God don't come with signs and wonders and miracles or baptism or tithing. You will know that. So that takes a weight off of you. You, you understand what I'm saying? That's why I, I don't uh, recommend finding a church yet, building. I recommend you getting saved and then coming to the knowledge of the truth. Because what I teach and, uh, on here, you're not going to get it out of the church. No church. I can almost guarantee you that. You have to really say, just like Paul has struggles of getting this message out there, out there he wind up being by himself. Uh, because of this message, because most of everybody, the Jews only heard of one message, which was the kingdom of heaven message. They was under the covenant program. So Paul got persecuted so much on both sides by Jews, his own people and Gentiles persecuted him. Neither one wanted to hear the message, but uh, the, is, uh, the Gentiles is more open to this message what Paul was telling them. The Jews, most Jews was not. You had a, yeah, you got, had a few Jews believers. Don't get me wrong, but most Jews didn't want not want to hear their message. Why? They were stuck. They were stuck in denomination. Well, I'm putting it. They were stuck in their traditions. There weren't no denominations then, but they were stuck in their tradition. But today, it's the same thing. Satan doing the same thing today. The only difference is men and women are stuck in their traditions as well. That's called. What? Denominations. Satan does not change his tactics when they work. If it's working, why change it? Same thing today. Same replay, and it still works today. So for salvation for today, it's not Acts 2 and 38, John 3, 16. It's not even Romans 9, 10 and 9. It's 1 Corinthians 15, 1 to 4. If you ask anybody in the church, what is the gospel of salvation? I, I can almost guarantee you, if I was a betting man, I'd bet $1,000 that nobody's going to say 1 Corinthians 15, 1 to 4. I'm going to leave you with this. This AI, I didn't talk about this, but check this out before I close. When I was talking to Barb, the AI Barb, this is, this is credible. And I asked A.I. Bard, what is the gospel of salvation for today? What is the gospel of salvation to today? In other words, how would a person get saved today? What is the gospel of salvation for today? And of course, Bard and A.I. do their thing. They break it down, have people look at the different gospel, whatever, like that, blah, blah, blah. They broke down. Then I said specifically Paul and Peter's gospel. Then it broke it down like that. Remember, I said how you ask A.I. Then it broke it down in different ways like that. And then I said the gospel of today. Check this out. Listen, listen to me now. What is the gospel for salvation of today? A.I. Bard. I wish I had it on here, but it's on this phone. I can't do both of them multitasking. I got it somewhere else. It's still in my phone, but I can't get to it now because I'm talking on it. Bard came up with Paul's gospel. This is for real. Paul's gospel about salvation. 
and then it came up with the kingdom gospel. And remember, remember, I said give you different reviews of the gospels, but it came up with Paul's first. Hmm, I came up with Paul's gospel when I said specifically today. What is the way to be saved today? He came up with Paul's gospel and tried to, and tried to put them together. But remember, Paul's gospel was first. So I didn't let AI get away with them. So I said, according to what you are telling me, so it's Paul's gospel. You know what else he came up with? First Corinthians 15, 1 to 4, as the gospel of salvation today. AI came up with this. And it, came, it didn't come up with Acts 2 and 38. Or no other scriptures. It came up with that first, then it came up with Acts 238, then it went to John 316. But it, it specifically put Paul's gospel, 1 Corinthians 15, 1 and 4, which I never seen in the denomination church bring that up. AI brought this up out of Bard. So I said it asked the question like this. So what according to what you just you are telling me, the gospel of salvation, the way to be saved today is under Paul's gospel, 1 Corinthians 15, 1 and 4. You're not waiting for the answer. Guess what it said? AI came out with this. Yes, the gospel for today is 1 Corinthians 15, 1-4. Paul's gospel for today. You see that? This is an artificial intelligence that knows what gospel is for today when you learn how to ask it a certain way. It can't deny it. Even all the information it come up with or try to go around, I'm not going to say try, but try to make everything in a somewhat the same level. It depends how you ask it. I'm going to do the same with the other two AIs and see what they come up with, you know. But that's something AI came in, came up a barred that the gospel of the grace of God, 1 Corinthians 15, 1 to 4, when I asked that question, that's what you're saying then. I didn't, you can't manipulate AI. AI puts it in a format, but it, it didn't put it there because it's what AI believe. It's just the truth. <laughs> so AI said, yeah, correct. The gospel for today is Paul's gospel. In other words, 1 Corinthians 15, 1 and 4. Believing in the death, burial, resurrection of Jesus Christ for salvation. Think about that. This is a true story. I've done that a day ago. So you know, no matter how you try to manipulate it or twist it, or try to denominationalize it, I know that's not a word, and make a tradition out of it, you have to purposely, if you're a Bible study, not a reader, Bible study purposely just don't want to accept it, to know that there's two Gospels and there's only one way today and God is using one Gospel. How could you read the book of Galatians and don't see that? How Paul kept rebuking the Jews and he even went off on Peter because not another gospel, because Peter knew better, because they were trying to teach another gospel. What was that other gospel? See, when I asked the bar some of those other questions, he came up with, well, I'm only a language person. I can't have no comment. Something like that. It, couldn't, it didn't mess with that. But when you read, some things you read yourself is right there in your face. Why did Paul mention the circumcision and uncircumcision if they was the same? 
Why did Paul rebuke them or came hard on them for preaching another gospel? What was that other gospel? It was circumcision, which is under the law. It was a kingdom gospel. And Paul said, let them be a curse that comes preaching another gospel, even if an angel, he said it twice, comes preaching another gospel besides his gospel. Let him be a curse. Why would he say that if it was only one gospel now? Think about that. Read the book of Galatians. I don't care what translation you read it out of, it's going to come out the same way. You can try to mix it all you want to, you know, it's going to come out the same way. And if you don't believe it or accept it, it's just because you purposely don't do it because you believe your denominational and your traditional teaching. Period. Body of Christ will talk. I love you all. Peace out. I hope you got something out of this. Next time, I'm going to get into something else, you know, to help you grow to becoming a believer. This is for the unbeliever to be saved and for the believer to grow stronger in the Lord. God bless you all. Peace out. Love you all. Bye-bye. Left our peewee. <laughs> Peace out. Love you all. We all know a guy who only occasionally shaves for big occasions, and it's because that occasional shave really hurts. It's the time of year for big occasions, and yet there he is, suffering with that cheap drugstore razor. Let's help him out. Henson Shaving's line of razors, built with aerospace precision, deliver a smooth shave your dad, brother, and even son can enjoy, eventually. With replacement blades just 10 cents each, you'll buy it once, and they'll use it for life. How's that for the perfect gift? Celebrate with 100 free blades on your first purchase, and no subscription headaches. HensonShaving.com slash holiday.